Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps you to seek the kind of faith that makes Jesus marvel. I was thinking this morning in um, Luke 18, uh, verse 8, Jesus says, and I think I just kind of just could feel the exasperation in his voice as he said this. He um, just preached on uh, a parable of, of prayer and faith and and in verse uh, 8 in Luke 18 8 he says when the son of man returns is he going to find any faith on the earth and I tell you right now we're in times brothers and sisters where our faith is just being tested and tried and you know it's uh it says in and I think it's in um first Peter that it says that these trials have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold is proven genuine and you know, is is although it's refined. I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but it's refined by fire. It's proven genuine, like gold, you know. And so, I think in these this hour that we're in, um, and that is in First Peter one seven. I'm just looking that these these trials have come. You know, it, it says that you you greatly rejoice now, and we're going to rejoice this morning as we get into this word. And I have a very brief. Um, podcast for you this morning, something I think is really going to lift you up, but I've just come out of such a spirit of heaviness lately, and I believe it's a spirit that's on the whole earth, and God says that that he comforts us in our affliction so that we can comfort those who need comfort, so I'm just coming out of a really hard period. Even this morning, I just was so uh, heavy laden, and Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, come to me when you're weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And he says, take my spirit upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you can find rest for your souls. For my spirit is easy and my burden is light. And uh, I just am reminded that we find rest for our souls, and our soul is our mind, and my mind has just been racing. So many people I've been talking to, their mind is racing. They can't shut it down. And so you're not alone, brothers and sisters, but I want to tell you, I'm here with you, but more importantly, the Lord is here with you. And I hear, I, I hope you hear his spirit uh, speaking through me to your spirit because he certainly has lifted me up this morning and pulled me out of that miry pit that I was in and that I've been in. And uh, anyway, I just wanted, I think we're all going through something. It says in 1 Peter 1, 6, um, it says, uh, in this you greatly rejoice, even though for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. But these trials have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though it's refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. <laughs> I hope he's coming back soon. If you're like me, I'm looking for him. I'm waiting. But in the meantime, we have to get through these trials together. So I wanted to share uh, that word with you that we're all going through this. The devil's biggest trick is to make you think you're going through this suffering alone. You're not. But I believe we are being persecuted and pressed, um, spiritually oppressed. And and uh, so many believe, fellow believers that I'm talking to, people of faith are just getting crushed and getting put in the crucible. 
and uh, the enemy is just stepping up his game. And um, as Reverend Fred always says to me, the fire has been turned up seven times. So we're feeling the heat, but uh, Jesus is with us walking around in the fire. There's a fourth man walking around with um, us in the fire, and it looks like the Son of Man, Jesus Christ. So I wanted to just... Um, tell you what really brought me out of my pit this morning and it was just realizing how much God loves me so many of the trials sometimes I'm going through things and I'm wondering how much of this problem is of my own making and you know if I cause these things to come have I done anything and I get in this sin consciousness but you know we have to really focus on on um on our on God's love for us and the love that he has for us and I was led this morning almost really by the spirit into first uh, John 410 and there's even a red mark this is a gentleman who made this leather Bible for me and I don't know there's a tiny like a red dot um, where a pen had touched the Bible and it was on this scripture and it's in 1 John 4.10, and it talks, and my message today is, here's what love looks like. Here's what love looks like. It says in 1 John 4.10, herein is love, or here's what love looks like. It's not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and he sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, this is the next line, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. In other words, if God loved us this way to send his one and only son to die for us on the cross and be the atoning sacrifice for all of our sins, past, present, and future, sins known and unknown, sins that we commit, even though even doing things where we know I shouldn't have done that, and things we do over and over again, sins that we're caught up in, he still paid for those. So am I saying that we should go on living in sin so that his grace can abound all the more? God forbid. God forbid. He died not only to shed the blood for the remission of our acts of sin, but he also took care of our sin nature on the cross and nailed that old man, that sin factory to the cross. And so we can live now in this newness of life now that he's been raised from the dead to show that our sins are forgiven. The resurrection of Jesus Christ was the Father's amen to the atoning sacrifice of Christ on the cross, signifying to us that our sins are forgiven, not only our sins, but the sins of the entire world. It says in 1 John 2, 2, all sin, past, present, and future, ever committed, all the way back to the beginning, original sin in the garden with Adam, all the way to the end until Christ returns have all been laid on the body of Christ and paid for in full, brothers and sisters. The debt balance has been paid. There's nothing missing and nothing lacking in the atonement of Christ, and we've received this by faith. I'm going to read this to you again. Here in his love, it's not that we loved God, but he loved us, and he sent his son to be a, a, a propitiation. That means atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. 
Here's how we know that we dwell in him and he dwells in us because he's given us his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the father has sent the son to be the savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the son of God, God dwells in him and he is in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has towards us. God is love. And he that dwells in love dwells in God and God dwells in him. Herein is our love made perfect. And here's how we have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Wow. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If any man says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the love of God, for he loveth not his brother whom he, for if he loves his brother whom he can see, how can he love God who he can't see? And this commandment we have from him. He that loves God loves his brother. We can't love anyone, brothers and sisters, until we first receive the unconditional love of God. Unconditional love. God loves us without condition. If he had conditions, what would those conditions be for his love? Don't spit, don't cuss, don't chew. Don't go with women that do. I mean, the list, he, he delivered us from the commandments from the bondage of living under the tyranny of the law that we could live under his grace. We keep more of the law by grace, by walking in his spirit than we could ever do by trying to keep all the rules. God loves us perfectly. He is love. God doesn't love us because of who we are. He loves us because of who he is. It says right here that he is love. In 1 John four sixteen. We have known and believed the love that God has to us or towards us. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God is in him. Verse 18, there's no fear in love. Have you been fearing? Have you been fearful like me in dealing with fear? There is no fear in love. But perfect love, that's God's perfect love towards us, casts out fear because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. He's the first cause of love. Receive that love today unconditionally and give it out, I pray.